Point number four is enable and empower them. Um, I think the reality is parents are scared and they really don't know what to do. And so sometimes they just need a, you got this, right? Sometimes they just need to feel like they are understood and heard and that what they're doing will really matter. Because if you're a parent and you are um, juggling your three kids uh, from soccer to football to cross-country to church to school to the other extracurriculars, you've got a band performance and then you've got a recital and then you've got a game on Saturday, you have like two hours a week to yourself and you're thinking, uh, is it worth it for me to invest this? Is this really going to matter? And so we really want to show uh, our, our, our desire for them to do that. And we do that by empowering, by celebrating, by walking through these with these parents. And so uh, think about the ways that you're celebrating and empowering parents. When does a parent feel special in your ministry? When does a parent see seen and valued in your ministry? Uh, and the reality is we, we, we deal with a lot of different parents, right? I feel like sometimes there's parents that I'm like, I didn't even see you pick up your kid. I feel like you're just kind of ghosting me in person. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't know what you want from me. But, but I think at the end of the day, a parent wants to hear, good job. I think at the end of the day, they want to hear, I see what you're doing. Good job. Keep up the good fight, right? Keep working. Keep going. And so how are you celebrating those parents? Um, how are you supporting them? How are you empowering them? Uh, one thing we're working on growing is, is uh, parent nights out for us. Uh, you know, we'll, let me take your kids. Let me offer $5 babysitting, right? I'll take all three of your kids. Give me five bucks. And every parent's like, sign me up. Yes, please, right? Take them all and go. Uh, but what that does is that allows the parent to go and have a much-needed date night. And we're working on starting to incorporate um, some, some questions within those. Like, hey, go on this date night, but ask these three questions as you go on this date night and, and come back ready to, to talk with your kids or whatever. Um, but how are you encouraging and supporting them? Are you, are you encouraging and supporting? Are you celebrating? Are you having those conversations? Or, uh, and, and like I said, these kind of build upon each other because in order to have those conversations and celebration, you have to have that relationship. And so when you're giving them those resources, uh, empowering and equipping them, uh, building that relationship, then all of a sudden you get a parent who says, hey, my kid Ruby, who's been really struggling with her social anxiety, she had a really good uh, breakthrough moment the other day, and you can celebrate that right? And you can encourage that. And so uh, we want to enable and empower them uh, and let them know like that is awesome, right? Like the Lord is responding and the Lord is working uh, in, in the ways that you're doing this. So keep that up, right? And they'll come to you with their struggles as well. Hey, I'm really struggling with this. And that's your moment where you can say, that's hard. I've got a resource for that. And let me pray with you, right? And let me walk through that. Uh, and like, you are doing good, right? You're doing what you can. And so encourage and empower them and let them know. Uh, and number five, I didn't steal this from George, but I think he just, we're on the same wavelength, model it. Give them a model. Give them metrics. Give them something to go by. Because a parent uh, can look, a parent experiences their kid every single day. And like you said, uh, you, you might miss the transforming power that's happening in their life, right? Uh, just like my hair. It's currently growing out right now. But I don't, I don't really notice that. But you know who did? 
Matt, because Matt hasn't seen me since August. And he said, whoa, growing out the hair, I see, right? And so the same is true for parents. (laughs) Same is true for parents and their kids is that they're not going to see that. But so we need to provide them a model and a metric um, for what it looks like. What key moments should your preteen be going through? What key conversations should you be having with your preteen? What kind of development and uh, moral and spiritual things should we be going through? Uh, And how can you do that on a consistent basis? Um, And so modeling isn't just measuring, but it's also providing resources so that they can do that, right? And so like one thing I try and do is every single week, um, I'm going to post multiple times uh, follow-up questions from the lessons that they just had, right, on Sundays and Wednesdays. I'm going to post and send those in emails. Hey, uh, this week we talked about Nehemiah and the, you know, going back to uh, Israel, and we really talked about having faith in God. And so uh, one, of my, one of my big things is get parents to share stories from their own life because that is a great connection. When a parent, I, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, you start growing up and all of a sudden you start hearing these stories about your parents when they were kids, and you're like, whoa, you were a kid too, and you dealt with that, and you did all of these crazy things, and you experienced it. When a preteen uh, connects that their parents have walked through these things, then that builds that connection. And so you want to uh, encourage those connections. And so, you know, share a story about the time that, you know, you as a parent, uh, maybe when you were younger, had to rely on God. And what did that look like? And uh, just give them ways to start those conversations. Give them ideas, right? Like, hey, when's the best time I should have a conversation with my kid? Well, you know what? You're with them in the car every day at Car Rider, uh, or you are having dinner with them every night, or you are whatever it is, right? Like, give them give them those ideas. Like, hey, say a prayer on the way to school or every morning. Like, just start there. Um, and then help them build that into their routine. And that's part of the model. That's part of modeling it and showing it is like, hey, here's some of the metrics. Here's some of the ideas. And here is where you can kind of, you know, talk about this and, and bring up this and do this. And when you're modeling that weekly, you'll begin to see that progress. And so um, the reality is 99% of parents, and I think I could say at least 99, I hope so, 99% of parents want to be really good parents, right? There's no parent that's like, yeah, I mean, I'm here. I bring them to church every week, but I don't really want to parent them. I'm just kind of here, right? So 99% really want to be good parents, They just don't quite know how to. Like I said in the beginning, it's not like they're ignorant. It's not like they just like are stupid, right? They're doing great things with their kids, but they've never had that modeled for them. They've never had that explained to them. They've never seen what it looks like to have a faith-based family. And so it is not for their lack of desire and trying. It is just for the lack of them just not quite knowing what that looks like. So walk with them, right? Give them the resources that they need to get started. And then equip them with the tools to utilize those resources to the best of their ability. Um, And then when you're equipping them, provide them support. Provide them opportunities for people to interact with. Provide them with other parents and families to help them grow. And then while they're doing that, encourage them to continue walking through that. Encourage them in the ups and downs. And then last, give them that roadmap. 
Give them that model. Give them what it looks like to walk through that, where their kids should be going, what it should look like, and how they can continue to walk down that road into the next step. And, and ultimately, all of these work best when you're partnered with your kids' ministry and you're partnered with your youth ministry. And instead of just this one row in preteens, you've got this whole overarching roadmap through life. And so maybe that's your thing. It's like, all right, let's break out of preteens and let's go into kids and youth and get these things connected. And so a parent can look and say, my kid's in kindergarten right now. And in 12th grade, I know the path that they should be taking, and I know the roads they're going to face. I know the challenges they'll be uh, facing, uh, but I've got this map, I've got this ministry, and I'm ready to go. So think about those five areas. Uh, I'm a practical guy, and so which area is your best? Where do you feel like, dude, I've got this, right? I'm, and maybe you're like, I am equipping my parents. We have classes every single month, and we've got great attendance at all of those, and everyone seems to be taken out. But, and follow it up with, where do you need to grow the most? Maybe you're equipping parents, but then you're kind of lacking on the support side. You're not following up after the classes, and you're not uh, talking with parents on a Sunday morning. And so just think through those. What's, what's the area you're best and what's the area you're worst? The reality is no one's going to be perfect at uh, any of these, and especially not all five. I definitely am not. Um, but there are ways that we can grow in all of these areas um, and really start supporting parents. And, and I, I will just make this plea and cry once again uh, that your parents – should be one of your primary ministries, right? I refer to, refer to myself as a 456 family pastor, not 456 preteen pastor, because I'm not just ministering to the preteens. I'm ministering to the families. And when we can do that, that is when that 1% of Bible-believing preteen number starts to grow. Because the reality is uh, that when you get those parents bought in, that is when true faith transformation happens. So buy into those parents, not just the preteens, even if they're scary, even if they are hard to work with, even if they seem like they don't really care, um, if you have to, give them a reason. But dive in with them. Walk into their world. You're already walking it two days of the week, but just walk that out with them um, through that and just help them to understand uh, that when they buy in, uh, their students will buy in, and that is when ultimate transformation happens. And, and the cool thing is the reality uh, is that it'll work both ways, too. Is that when a parent starts to think about that and a preteen starts to see that, the preteen will ultimately end up having more influence than you realize on the parent's own faith journey. So let that mutually beneficial uh, thing happen together. So those are my five points.